Welcome back to Vision Carriers Podcast. We're back after a little break there this summer. How was that for you guys? Was it nice not recording? Are you guys missing it? I was missing it. I, I missed you guys. I'll be honest. Yeah. It was sad not getting together. Martin was a. Uh, I haven't seen you guys in like, <laughs> ages. I've been yeah. gone so long. Yeah, no, it was been you cool. You still go so. to church here, Martin? Yeah. I still attend Neo Church. <laughs> Martin's back. So, yeah, we're just excited to get on record today. We're talking about uh, a topic that can often be controversial and stuff. So, we're just going to chat through it, see what the Bible has to say. And then. Uh, should we should we talk about Martin doing a wedding the other day? Should we talk about that? <laughs> did my first wedding. Yeah, got ordained wedding. three yeah. years ago and finally used it. Yeah. So, so yeah. all right. Okay. Well, let's roll the intro and then we will get oh, into yeah. the episode. Before we actually get into the topic, leave it in suspense a little bit for all of our listeners, but it'll be in the title, so I guess it kind of gives it away. Yeah. Well, you know, um, don't put it in the title. Just put, like, controversial Controversial event. episode. episode. No, um, <laughs> what, uh, what's what been going on at NEO? I mean, we've had an awesome summer. We kind of paused, if you were a listener, we had a lot of, actually, we have a lot of, like, weekly listeners that were listening to every episode when they came out, which is so cool. So if you missed <laughs> us, sorry, we'll, we're back. Hopefully we'll uh, record. Our, our plan is to put them out as we have time, especially as we step into this next chapter. Uh, chapter with the building project and everything where some of the guys will be a little bit busier than others but um it's about to yeah. get a little busy around here yeah it's about to get a little busy so what do we have at, it's at neo this summer man we had summer camp which was awesome uh we took 50 of us which was super cool it was pretty hectic but we had a lot of fun and then uh what else was have we had had, had going on guys we did uh, VBS, of course. I was, I was gonna say VBS. That was pretty exciting. It yeah, was that our biggest VBS ever. I think it was right. Yeah. Even no, though last sure. year we had more registrations, I feel like this year more kids showed up. Yep. So. Yep. We had over seventy to seventy-five each night, uh, kids, and then there was just a ton of adults. That was what was pretty cool. Was all the adults. That made it really nice, actually, because it felt like and more the students. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. We had a. Uh, yeah, there was, I think the first night there was like 70 something kids and there was like 50 adults. <laughs> you just see a sea of shirts, which I was like, this is an awesome problem. But yeah, there was a lot of helpers this year, yeah. which was really cool. Nothing wrong with that. No, but yeah, no. and then, uh, I mean, the exciting thing that as we end summer is we're getting ready to kick up the building project, right? So it's coming up. Yeah, coming the up. steel's here. If you've seen our Instagram post and been here this last I Sunday. If you were here this last yeah, Sunday, you, you saw, saw it. it. But uh, yeah, where's all that at right now with the building project? I'm going to turn the air conditioner on while you talk. Nice. I like it. No, we're pretty much, um, yeah, we got everything that the city has required. So we're just waiting on a couple signatures to get going. So pretty much what happens is uh, when we do get those signatures next week, we are going to get a dozer in here, start moving some dirt around. Um, and then um, the masons come in. They start building a firewall. <laughs> nice. uh, they get the footer in place, uh, build a little knee wall going all the way around. Uh, the steel that you see outside is pretty much the bones. Um, yeah. So it's not the roof or the siding. So, I had somebody ask that. They're like, is that all of it? I, I was like, no, that's all. Yeah, the I had the same question. I'm like, no, guys, there's another truckload coming. Yeah, up. literally, it's the bones. So it's, yeah. uh, but and that, that part's going to go quick. Um, moving the dirt won't take too long. The masons will take a bit. Um, so the structure, though, once we get that going, it'll go pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But um, once that's up, our goal, honestly, this before the weather breaks is to do everything we possibly can outside and then save so, the inside for when it gets cold yeah so that yeah. way the inside as long as we got the HVAC going we can get in there and work so that's yeah cool. so that's the goal and we'll um i got a list of guys that have told me that they want to help and they can you know jump in so we'll be ringing the bell here pretty soon can to we say, just make sure out. hunter stays away from building a stage <laughs> hey stop it okay <laughs> i built a stage for the encounter room back when we moved here out of scrap wood okay that if was, you give me actual lumber i could build a good stage. Cost you, nothing. I, think, I think jeremy and i almost fell through it <laughs> it was uh it was the old communion it was the old, they had like their stage and then it was the communion stage on top of the stage i took that and wrapped it in scrap wood anyways no, that's exciting we uh yeah i know this Sunday, I was I texted you Saturday night before. I'm like, I think there's going to be a lot of excitement just seeing <laughs> the bones oh, out there. And people were pumped about it. People seeing it and getting all excited. So it's crazy. It's here finally. You I know. know. We have stressing about a small room, and so finally, hopefully, we can you know see the finish line yeah. of that. And no, it's going to be that. awesome. It's just crazy to think like we started the planning and then like we're actually at the point. Yeah. Where we're like, we're about to build it. It's Finally. just like, whoa, yeah. man. What's the, uh, for those listening yeah. that haven't been here on Sunday and hearing you talk, what's the, the hopeful timeline and the realistic timeline? Yeah, I'll be honest. I mean, there's be always nice. hopes and then it's amazing the re- to get in by Christmas Eve, but I don't. Yeah. That's, like I, say, I said, we are behind a, a lot of tech stuff. It's a Christmas yeah. miracle. Uh, but yeah, so um, it'll definitely, the real, the real true hope is 
absolutely by Easter. Yeah. You know, that's really where we want to. It gives us the winter and early spring to get but things situated. To be honest with you, I mean, you know, with the funds and just kind of how we've raised funds and we're still, uh, we've talked about it. We're a bit short. We're a little bit short. So, um, you know, when we get to the end of this project, if we don't have money to buy certain stuff like drywall, then we kind of have to wait. Yeah. You know? wait so we get the money. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, I'm hoping we can just get this thing we have that bridge loan in place but once again we don't want to have to use that we really can't add yeah. that payment to our current you know budget yeah so it'd be ideal if we could just you know get the rest of those funds raised yeah, yeah if you're listening and you're curious what the project looks like and just kind of what we're building if you've never seen it go check out the webpage for sure it has pictures and everything i was showing it to somebody the other day because they had no clue what it looked like and i was like let me show you check it out <laughs> so yeah it's going to be such an amazing tool i was i mean i was telling somebody like everything is going to be able to just grow properly. Like with youth group, if we hit where we want to get over a certain size, we can right. use the room Sunday mornings, right. we can have people invite. So just all the positives that are going to come from the building project is just going to be super helpful for the church. Absolutely. So I agree with that. cool. All right. So today we're going to hit a topic that's, like I said, often controversial and we'll, add, we'll talk through it and kind of hopefully add some clarity to the subject, but um, I think I'm going to title it. So they've probably already seen it like something about like, should Christians drink alcohol? Should alcohol be part of Christians lives? Whatever the mm-hmm. case situation may be, that's the one that drives the conversation um, today. But we also are going to include other conviction based topics like that kind of feed into that as well. So um, we just, I don't know about you guys and anybody can interject whatever, but we hear often a lot of times like differing views on alcohol and alcohol consumption. And just if people should be drinking or not, like we have differing views with people within our church. Um, so just, we wanted to, it's a hot topic. Yeah. It's a hotter topic. Cause it's always can become a weird moment whenever you realize that you are convicted differently than somebody else. So we wanted to just talk about it for an hour or so. And kind of, I'll be honest though. It's like alcohol is one of those kind of almost weird things where people really get protective over their view of it, you know, like on either side, yeah. you know, it's almost dogmatic to the point where it's like, this yeah. is gospel truth. And, and so it's important that we do look in scripture. There's a number of passages in scripture on this, and there are certain things and guidelines that we can, you know, definitely hold to. And we definitely have a policy here at Neo. Yeah. You know, which we'll get into that too, for sure. To yeah. just explain that. Cause yeah, a lot of people, either we have people on the side of like, uh, like ourselves, like we've been talking about it before. Like we don't drink alcohol. Like my, me and my wife, we don't drink, but then we have people that do drink. So it's like the yeah. who's right, who's wrong. We don't, we don't think it's a who's right, who's wrong situation actually, which is what we'll get into in a little bit. So um, to start it off, though, we just, I thought it'd be cool to give some context for our own lives and kind of our our train of thought with alcohol and re- our lives related to it. So if each of you guys want to like give like a little just backstory of growing up and how alcohol like played a part in your your family life, like I can go first to kind of give you an example of what I mean. So I grew up in like a pretty conservative household where like my mom and dad never drank around us. I don't know if they ever drank like not around us, but it was always just like something that wasn't like part of our life. And so when I became an adult where I was old enough to drink, I was telling somebody earlier, I'm just like a total spaz already without alcohol. So I'm like, I'm just personally for me and my wife and through a lot of things that we see in our own families and stuff, like we're just convicted to not have it be a part of our life. And so that's kind of like I said, like due to partially my upbringing, but then also what I've seen it do to people that I love is uh, partially is the main reason why we are convicted not to have alcohol be a part of our life. So that's a short, brief explanation of kind of what I mean. So what, what about all you guys? What's your relation to it and stuff? And <laughs> um, I mean, for me, I've got like so I, I've got a family that um, for the most part has quite a few individuals that suffer with like addiction yeah and and stuff like that and uh, i'll be honest when i'm around them there's no alcohol around like i just don't bring it up and i don't think you should um if you know for sure you're gonna be around somebody that's struggling but um i'm I'm not against it um i grew up um not immediately when i was a kid in the church um and my my uh one half of my family were christians the other half weren't um, on the one half that were Christians, um, it just wasn't like a big thing. Like, yeah. you know, like we would go to a family cookout and you, I mean, the priority wasn't to buy beer, to have beer for everybody. Yeah. Um, on my other half of the family, that was definitely a priority. Um, but I'm not against, um, it being there as long as it's in a situation where like you're not around anybody that, you know, struggles with it, um, or you're not overindulging. Yeah. You know, but Sweet. like, I mean, having one here or there, I don't, 
That's where I'm saying stand. Cool. Yeah, By you guys. Yeah, in general, I think the reason this is uh, a big deal is because like the Bible doesn't just give you a bunch of rules and regulations on here's what you have to do and here's what you cannot do, right? Yeah. Like Jesus gives you. And Christianity gives us a ton of freedom, right? And he gives us the Holy Spirit. So then we can be discerning in how we live our lives as long yeah. as it's all to the glory of God. Uh, for me personally, um, we, we grew up going to church. I don't know if I would call it a Christian household, but we called ourselves Christians. I uh, went to a, a, a denominational church, very uh, liturgic, a lot of rituals, a lot of light, candle lighting and robes and things like yeah. that. So it was, yeah. I mean, that, that was church for us and we had to go every Sunday, but it was the most boring two hours of your life. Um, but it, it, it had nothing really to do with church, but um, I can never remember any alcohol being in our house. Yeah. Uh, my mom doesn't drink. My dad uh, never drank. Um, not sure. Uh, I know he did, and then when us kids came around, he they I think he just stopped having it in, in the yeah. house. Yeah. Uh, so that was my experience, but it was just kind of just something they never yeah. like. Like you said, wasn't a big deal. Like yeah. they never said like, no, we don't do this. Yeah, or or we do. It just wasn't when you had available. communion. Was it actually uh, wine? Uh, in that church, no, it was uh, it was some kind of juice or yeah, something juice, like that yeah. with a wafer. Yeah, yeah. Every, every every Sunday communion. Every Sunday, I've visited a church like that before. Where they do it every yeah. Sunday. So, yeah. What about you? Um, yeah. So I grew up uh, very, you know, in a conservative home for sure. Um, part of a church that definitely preached against alcohol a lot. So maybe that's part of my conviction. I'm sure it is, but. So we grew up no alcohol, none. I mean, I I did not see alcohol honestly until I got into high school. As yeah. far as you know, be really being confronted with, hey, I could probably drink that if I wanted to. Um, so, um, so, but yeah, that was something that uh, you know I, I liked growing up in that way, just the freedom from that, not seeing my parents, you know, consuming it, not seeing them being drunk, yeah. uh, not being in that environment. Um, and today, you know, that's the way we, you know, I don't preach to my girls like heavy that don't, 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 you know, as far as, but, you know, our girls have the same conviction as we do, which, you know, I definitely, to me, it's like, I'll be honest, you know, alcohol, when I'm in a setting and there's alcohol there, it's, it does, it, it I'll be honest, it nerves me up a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where it's just like, man, do we, do we need that? I know we're going to talk a little bit about this, but do, do we need that to have a good time? Do we need that to... You know, who's going to start changing when they start getting alcohol in them, you know, yeah. and you start talking to people, you're like, oh, man, they've had way too many, like, this conversation's going nowhere, <laughs> like, yeah. so there's there's a lot of different angles on it. I don't, I'm not someone that's going to judge anyone that has, you know, a beer in their hand, um, but I do, I'm very, very passionate about when it comes to the church, the standards that the church holds uh, for events. Yeah. And we've talked about that a little bit. We can jump into that at some point. Yeah, no, we'll, uh, we have a question on that kind of just how we arrived at our policies at NEO and stuff. But yeah, I think actually just listening to you guys, cause we didn't talk about this before, but I think it's like in his and I, the way we were raised, it was more of a big deal. Like we just don't like, it's like the, it's like, let's just not talk, like literally like I've been to churches where they preach against it where it's like, you have either of you guys ever preached against it? On, we don't preach against it on Sunday. So it's like no. you know, people like in a church like this, it's not, it's not being made a big deal from the, I'll the make, pulpit and other I'll things. make comments that yeah. say, you know, say just, you know, scripture clearly says don't get drunk. Yeah. Like I've said right. that a number of times. Right. Yeah. I guess that's just in my, I guess how I was raised is like, a, it was such a don't that I guess it's the conviction is strong for me <laughs> to not. Right. Sure, right. Sure. But if it, if you grew up where it's not being talked about as something that's like an issue, then it makes more sense that you're, throughout your formative years, it wasn't a big deal as for me, it was. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into a lot of the nuts and bolts. We want to look at what this, what the Bible says on this, this for sure. So, um, but before we do that, why do you guys think that this, cause it's not just alcohol. We were talking before, there's a lot of topics that are controversial, right? Like alcohol, what were the other ones we were saying? Smoking, uh, music, music, Hollywood, movies, <laughs> movies. You fill in the blank with a thing that's not specifically addressed in scripture. Like, yeah, we see the word drunkenness and having like all these different things in scripture, which we'll talk about in a second, but why do you think so many of these little things that aren't dogma, right? Yeah. Things that are doctrinal, um, that divvy up Christians. Why do you think that, I guess I just, I know cause we were saying it before, like there's certain times like where it can become a division thing. Like, or like if I sit down with somebody who thinks it's okay to drink, but I don't drink, we can still have fellowship and have commu community with each other while we disagree, but I've been around where you just can't even associate with people like that. So what do you, what do you think the reason is between like it splitting people up? I, I think it's a, 
I think people feel judged. I'm going to be honest with you. If Judgment. I'm doing something and I know you don't think it's a good thing, then I'm probably not going to be going around you. You know, I don't want to be around you, you know, like, yeah. cause I don't want to feel like I'm causing you to stumble, you know, which is a, a passage in scripture. I don't want to, you know, I don't want you to sit there and look at me like I'm doing something wrong. So I, I don't know. I think that is a lot of it. So we talked about this. You're, you're, you and Megan, obviously a past, you're a pastor here. I'm a pastor here. And a lot of people, like Martin said, they don't want to be around the pastors doing something, yeah. you know, that they especially could be judged, you know, mm-hmm. not that we're judging anybody. We're never judging. Like, but yeah, you know, it's, the, it's the, it's the, yeah, I guess like the way you said earlier is like, a, oh, I know how, how they feel about it. So I don't want to do that around people right. like that. So, um, yeah. Which it, I mean, what do you guys think? Like, I mean, I guess if you know somebody's against it and you don't have any like certain convention, conviction that you have to do it. I mean, why even bother? Right. Right, and, and uh, I'm, I'm forgetting that scripture where, it, like, doesn't it say like there's actually nothing that in and of itself it's is wrong. sinful? Yeah, it's that uh, passage in Romans. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 what man in his sinful uh, nature has brought to the world. Like God made everything beautiful and made everything good, and it's when man gets involved. Like for example, like God made love, God made romance, God made sex, right? And it's a yeah. beautiful thing in the confines of marriage, one man, one woman for life. But you do anything outside of that then it's not it's not good right yeah god god made grapes he made wine he made alcohol right but if you overindulge in it and if you get drunk and then you go and speed and you you know hurt yourself or others and obviously it's not a good thing yeah so, yeah no um before we go to scripture and i know you guys have a bunch of passages and we have passages too but um yeah i guess it's just how do how do we bridge that gap of like even if we disagree we can still have community like I think we do a pretty good job of that here at Neil like we have people of all views of the word alcohol and if we should touch it or not right. and it's like how do people personally overcome that maybe personal belief where it can literally separate them from people like because I don't think that that's healthy like you said it's not worth breaking up a friendship or a community over something like this so I think people have to kind of to an extent, self-evaluate them. them oh, self-evaluate, self-evaluate themselves. Self-evaluate themselves. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean. Honestly, you have to understand that there are people who don't agree with you on everything, and you have to be like, okay, well, I mean, it's mature that, that's enough okay. in your faith. Yeah, you know, yeah. Though. I mean, you just have to be like, okay. I mean, we don't have to agree to disagree, and then we can just be friends. Still, I mean, we don't have to agree. Right. I mean, Jeremy and I probably don't agree on everything. You and I. I mean, it's but we're still friends, and it doesn't matter. But I think you have to come to a point where you're like. Like you said, mature about it. Yeah. Well, if 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 the church or the pastor or some denomination was going to tell me everything I needed to do, then you wouldn't need the book of uh, Proverbs. Like the book yeah. of Proverbs is written so we as individuals, families, communities can make wise decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And there's there's stuff in there about drinking alcohol. There's things in there about sexual relationships. But then, you know, right after that, it's a book of Song of Songs where it talks about, you know, like right. engaging in that with your spouse and, it, and, and, and how to use these things wisely. I mean, what it comes down to is making discerning wise decisions for you, right? right. As to how God's uh, programmed you, how he's made you, right? And in yeah. certain situations, uh, you know, what what's a sin for one person, it may not be a sin for another person. I know we're about to get into that. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll hop into that. So what does the scripture have to say? Because I know you hear there's like the there's the varying opinions when it comes to alcohol specifically of like, oh, well, Jesus turned water into wine, so wine must be okay. But then there's the ones that say don't get drunk. And then there's the one that we'll reference here in a second. So what is y'all's interpretation of scripture when it comes to the topic of alcohol specifically? But like we said, it feeds into a lot of those same conviction based. I, I think things. too, like some of it's cultural as well. Like uh, back when scripture was written, let's be honest, there were not a ton of stuff to drink. Yeah, um, there water. was water. There was Beer. you know, <laughs> like wine because yeah, obviously alcohol would keep and it wouldn't go bad. Yeah, uh, it ferment of course and just get you know more and more potent. But and then of course there was milk or whatever you could get out of a goat or a cow. But yeah. so um, you look at that; it's a little bit. So I know the argument is, oh, they only had a few things, but now we do. So now we should. Stay away um you know that doesn't really hold to scripture scripture super clear in my opinion when it comes to being drunk there's a number of passages about it you know so but it also says the passage what you know drink a little wine for the stomach's sake you know what i'm saying and and jesus let's be honest he did create wine well yeah the greek word for that is wine it's 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 you can't get around that yeah fermented grapes i've heard the argument like oh no he didn't he just you know made a he he created wine. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, so yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, the passage that we were talking about for sure is, and we won't read the whole thing, but in Romans chapter 14, it talks about the causing another to stumble. And I guess that's what our whole hope for the conversation was today is that this is, it says it in verse 14, it says, I am convinced being fully persuaded in the Lord that nothing in itself is unclean. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person, it is unclean. So it's kind of like what Martin said, where it's like, if a person's conviction is that something is unclean, then it's like to them, it's unclean, which here they're talking about uh, food, right? They're talking about the meat and stuff that they were eating. Um, right. Yeah. It was like the, what they were eating, but it goes for a lot of these things, right? So it's the conviction over mm-hmm. what's the core truth, I guess, is how I'm trying to say. It. I don't know what I mean. Like there, this isn't a one person's right, the other person's wrong type of thing. It's, it's conviction based, right? Is that what you guys are kind of thinking as well. Yeah. Yeah. Romans, Romans 14 and Romans 15 are kind of the main passages on this. There's another passage in Corinthians, uh, first Corinthians, it kind of gets at this, but, um, to summarize it now, and I'll read a little bit of it, but to summarize it is, uh, those who have a conviction against, you know, something, whether it's, you know, Hey, you, you, you know, you, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be meeting on Sunday because the Sabbath is Saturday. You, you know, churches need to meet on Saturday or you shouldn't eat meat because, you know, it's bad for the environment or, you know, wh- whatever. Right. Or you shouldn't drink alcohol. If that person has a conviction against something, that person, uh, should not, should not, uh, condemn the person that does those things. Yeah. Right? And then the person who doesn't have a problem with that should not look at that person and judge the other person is basically what it comes down to is condemning and judge and judging is what Paul is saying not to do. Yeah. He's saying this is not a gospel issue. This is not a heaven or hell issue. However, for you, if it caused you to stumble and then you're just going to go off the wagon into you know, like listening to rap music and yeah. you're going to go, you know, sleeping with people or something like that. Then he's yeah. like, then, yeah, you need to stay away from it. But if someone else is like, no, I, I like the beat and I like, I like dancing to it or, or all right then, you know, but for me, me personally, I, I can't listen to some of that music anymore that I used to listen to coming up yeah. because it, it hurts my ears. And the, the Lord, he hasn't, I haven't heard from the Lord, his voice audibly say, this is sin for you to listen to it. But he just has put that on my heart that I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. There's some things obviously in scripture that are definitely black and white. And those yeah. are the things that, you know, you look and you go, okay, God's clearly spoken on this. I know there's a lot of churches that are like, oh, God's still speaking. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm like, yeah, there's definitely black and white things. And then there's the layer of conviction. I, like I mentioned, I was, I grew up in a very legalistic church and it was, I mean, you couldn't play, you couldn't play uh, cards, you know, yeah. like you couldn't play. I mean, like cards are bad. Dice are bad. Going to movies are bad. Like women had to wear skirts, you know what I'm saying? That whole deal. So it was, it was applying a lot to obviously scripture and saying, this is absolute right. This is absolute wrong. So I do, I look at, I always go back to, you know, the passage that talks about um, it's the one in First um, Corinthians 16. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. And I feel like a lot of people, the, here's, here's my big issue with alcohol is that you don't know, you don't know to what extent you could be mastered by it. Yeah. So it's like you're playing with fire. This is where I always go in my head. Like, why would I even touch the stuff if I know I got a history in my family of alcohol? I got, you know, there's all these things that point to me potentially having issues. Yeah. I mean, give me a beer, you know, <laughs> give me two. Let's just try three. Why not? You know, like that to me is where I'm like, what? You can't go wrong staying away from it. You yeah. know, like yeah, that's right. where. Yep. But I'm not going to like judge someone if they got a beer yeah. in their hand. You that's know? usually the that's usually the problem is the people that that are not indulging or partaking in that not indulging but partaking in that is like they don't find that happy medium of like not judging then it's they go to the other side and it's like right. just like right chill right, for a right. sec like they and don't we never do that here yeah. that's not a no, culture that's we, we don't do here which is cool here but i mean i could see how people could feel like like we'll get into it in a second like why neo doesn't have alcohol at events and we don't do alcohol in the building it's like so it's like different things like that like i could see how people would be like oh why are you guys reacting like that the bible doesn't say we can't and it's so it's like yeah it's it can create a lot of, but you don't know who does. Yeah, you don't know who, who, who is struggled exactly. by that. Yeah, yeah so you don't know who is conviction. To, to Jeremy's, to Pastor Jeremy's point is like, hey, to not stumble another brother, which is in the Bible, yes. then we'll just avoid it because there's no loss in yeah. avoiding it. <laughs> right? no, that's cool. I and, mean, and, and like I said before, if you're mature enough in your walk, you don't want to stumble, or you don't want to 
force your brother or sister to stumble. So why why even bother if you know somebody could potentially be struggling? And Paul was talking about you know meat offered to idols there, which was obviously very controversial. I mean, it's still kind of weird. Like this yeah. meat was offered to an idol. Now you're you know Paul's like I have no problem with it. You know he's like I'll eat it. But yeah, he yeah. goes on and says you know what if it's gonna you know have been issued to somebody else. Yeah. Like you said, Ryan, like I'll just. Why do, why do I need to do it? Yeah, he says in verse 15, he says, if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love, which I think is probably the most important like thing. I always, I love the greatest commandment that Jesus like love one another. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, if you're really acting in love, you're not going to do something to cause another person to stumble. You're not going to put your desire over the people around you. So it's like, if you like, if you go to an event and everybody's someone there, it's their, it's something they struggle with. Not even if they don't, not like they don't touch it, but it's something they struggle with. It's like you're, you're not acting in love when you still partake in that in those in those scenarios. So I've just seen enough people that get to the spot with alcohol. It's like they almost they need it. You know, they need it to have a good time. They need it to get through. They need it to take the edge off. They just yeah. and it is. It's a crutch, but it is to me. That's where you get to the spot of being mastered. You're like, I can't get through my day, and God's going, "Hello, you know, like lean on me. If you're right, if if yeah. I'm your savior, lean on me. I'm the one that's going to get you through at night when you're you know crying yourself to sleep because you're lonely. You know, like no, let me just, you know, let me just get a glass of wine. I'll be good. And it's like we start going away from, but once again, you know, like I said, God did create alcohol. Not that, you yeah. know, it's obviously God created weed. You go down that road pretty quick and God created all kinds of stuff. But yeah, it's like what you said, Martin, it's just, you're taking it, you're taking something God has created and you're using it obviously in a way, you know, that's excessive or that's too much or that's, you know, taking the place of God. My yeah. Opinion. Yeah. I mean, Romans 14 verse one says, except the ones who accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. And, you know, a lot of times we talk about like holiness in the church. We talk about, um, you know, living your life to the glory of God. Um, you know, we talk a lot about a lot of different things. But another thing that the Bible talks about is unity. Like, like how much do we that's focus good. on that? Yeah, or is it just like me, I'm right. And you know, everyone else, yeah. and you need to listen to me. He's like, no, don't quarrel over these disputable matters. And he even calls, uh, like a brother whose faith is not where you are, whose understanding, whose, uh, knowledge, whose, you know, doctrinal, you know, understanding, he, he calls them weak. Doesn't mean they're not a Christian. Doesn't mean that they're going to hell. Doesn't mean they're a bad person. He's just saying, hey, if, if a person who's stumbling over something who thinks that is sin, but it's really not, he's like, accept that person who's, whose faith is weak in that, right? And I, and I actually put in, in a few different categories, like a person who thinks something sin, like if you, you went to a church and they're like, hey, this is a sin, girls must wear dresses. Like, right. that's not a gospel issue. If that's what you think, in order to not stumble you, then guess what? When I come to visit your church, my wife's wearing a dress. When we're in, when we're in Haiti, when we're overseas, right, I sit right. on the right side. My wife sits on the left. We sit in different <laughs> right. places. She wears a long skirt. She covers up. She dresses very differently. I will always wear a collared shirt. I always wear pants. I don't show up in shorts like, oh, I, I can do this. It's I like, got freedom. Yeah, I got, I got <laughs> I, you know, this is not how it's done. Free like, the Lord. Yeah, like you, you do it unto the people you're with to love them and to be yeah. unified. Um, it goes on in verse two, one's person faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. And that's not just like weak because they don't have any meat and protein. Like, like, like right. obviously, right. Right. he's like, the faith is weak. Um, the one who eats, verse three, the one who eats everything must not treat with contempt. The one who does not and the one who does not eat everything must not judge. So it goes back to what I said earlier, like the person who's willing to eat anything they can't, they can't, uh, you know, treat with that person contempt. And the person who doesn't say, oh, well, I've, I've never even, I've never even smelled alcohol. And look at you. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, you're not to judge the other person. You're not to treat with the other person contempt. Basically, he's saying this isn't a gospel issue. Just love each other and don't even try and change the other person's yeah. convictions. He's like, just let it be. And then if if the Lord opens up their convictions or, you know, if, if they change over time, th that's between them and the Lord. We had a conversation yesterday and I was like, yeah. I was like, maybe that's that sounds like a conviction issue for you, right. Pastor. I'm like, maybe maybe you just need to avoid that, you know. Right. And, and, I appreciate that. I told you I appreciate that because it, it almost gives you like, like, why is my heart just like. You know, not Stirring okay, you this. know, and yeah, it, I appreciate that a lot. You kind of spoke into me yesterday a little bit, I'll be honest. Yeah, verse four uh, goes on to say, who are you to judge someone else's servant? 
to, to their own master servant stand for all and they will stand for the Lord is able to make them stand ultimately you are not the judge of anybody God's the final judge yeah. if it's a if, if it's a Trinity issue like hey Jesus wasn't God if you know if, you know not not everyone's sinful you yeah. know like I don't I don't I don't know if Jesus is the only way like these are foundational doctrinal like Christ like Christian right. to the core like we probably need to divide over that, <laughs> like, but yeah, on, some, on something like you know, rap music, you know, gambling, cigarettes, you know, different music, yeah. you know, different movies, Netflix shows that people decide to watch, alcohol. It's like, man, we can still love each other and be friends. Just make sure you're not abusing it. Make sure you're not hurting yourself. Make sure you're not hurting others. Don't ask yourself, is this mastering me? Does this have the potential to create a habit like here? Yeah, like, is it destroying me? Yeah, yeah, and it's destroying other people. You know, is my spouse comfortable with me partaking? In All of those things, which you should be asking. Not, not what does Martin or Ryan or Hunter or Pastor right, Jeremy. Yeah. If it if it's outlined in Scripture, then it's vanilla. You know, it's plain white or black. Outside of that, it's it's a conviction issue, and you got to talk to the Lord about it. So yeah. I can play with cards. I'm okay <laughs> with playing with cards. Depends uh, on what kind of card. Tarot cards, probably not a good idea. <laughs> no, but uh, some, yeah, you know, play oh, some. Uh, I declare war. Right, yeah, okay. There you go. Another verse that Ooh, we, no. another verse that we pointed to when we were talking earlier was First Peter five eight, which says, "Be alert and sober minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour." And so we were trying to figure out that word "sober minded," right? And Did a little word search on that bad boy. <laughs> we were looking at the Greek and stuff, but uh, yeah, I think that's like there's always the defense for both sides, and I guess where it's like it shouldn't even be a debate. It's like what you said; it's these are conviction based things that you should be handling with the Lord and not looking to a podcast for your personal convictions. But um, yeah, what do you with that idea of like sober minded? What do you guys think when when you see that? Because I mean, like that plays into alcohol that plays into marijuana which we're not we probably won't ever do a whole thing separate on that yeah. but like it's when i think it comes down to the old drunkenness thing i mean when you lose yeah your, that's what i would think right when you're altering your mind you can't think straight i think that's not pleasing the lord let's be honest you know so yeah. i mean you could say cigarettes don't do that but like you're saying martin like cigarettes it's you're bringing you're bringing smoke into your lungs that ultimately causes <laughs> cancer so like what a little bit different there, but anytime I really feel like you are getting your brain in a spot where you're just, you know, it's not you, you're making decisions you would normally not make. I mean, it's clear on scripture, like in the Bible, like you can read through the different passages, you know, it's like, it talks constantly about drunkenness, like, yeah. and it says over and over about drunkenness, Correct. but then it does say like, take a little wine for the stomach's sake, like in, in the book of Proverbs and uh, Ecclesiastes, it mentions, you know, um, you know, having some wine and but I really feel like when it talks about being sober minded, it, it's to me, it's you got to make sure you're not putting something in yourself or getting to a spot where you're not making decisions that you would normally make. If you start making decisions that aren't pleasing to the Lord because yeah. of something, a substance you're putting into your body, uh, that, to me, it, that's black and white. Like, I don't, it doesn't, I can't imagine God being, you know, just shaking his head like yeah go ahead and do that you know that's what you need to do and with a lot of these like it does become a slippery slope um you know if you've got a history of you know yeah. abuse you know drug abuse or alcoholism like you you need to stay away like because like man like, Absolutely. Even, like even the world says like hey this is something that is inherited it is passed down and so you don't even want to play uh, with fire so i that brings up a good question so you know that obviously there's people who you know, start drinking alcohol and they have a very addictive personality and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, a lot, a, a lot of people say, you know, addictions, a mental illness. Right. So my question you guys would then would be, is addiction then a sin then? Man. <laughs> addiction. I, mean, I mean, I think, I think it's part of the conversation. Am I wrong? The desire to do something I don't believe is sin. Right. It's when you act on it. So, if you're involved in an addictive behavior and you're doing absolutely nothing to try to get out of that behavior, I feel mm -hmm. like, yeah, you are, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, if you've, you know, you have a, you know, conviction against that, then, but if you're destroying yourself, destroying your mind, destroying your body, yeah, I, I your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit, you know, the temple of God. I mean, so it's, mm -hmm. I do believe when you act on the, when you act on the, um, what's the addiction. word? The addiction. I do mm -hmm. believe that you start getting into, but we're all going to be tempted. Yeah. Of course. You know, I mean, but I mean like addiction too. like, you see it with like, not, not, not I mean, alcohol, cause there's AA, you know, there's people yeah, who there's generally are addicted to alcohol. Yeah. Sure. But it's like the oh, idea 100%. of, I mean, 
it's like kind of like something that pops into mind too is like all like the stuff that we talked about it I think on one of the podcasts but like sexual sin is like when somebody messes up like so say you slip back into an addiction that you've been fighting it's like he said if you're not actively trying to fight the addiction and it's got you fully beaten then yeah I'd probably, you're mastered yeah you've been you've been mastered by it but it's like what a yeah I mean like the people that are constantly are trying to get help or in rehab or doing things it's like and that, and that's something that I've been coming to the realization of recently as Christians, we if you if you believed Jesus two thousand years years ago, walked the earth, died, rose again, right, and you believe that you are saved and you have His Holy Spirit living inside you, are you gonna are you gonna struggle maybe with the? But I think a lot of times people just say, oh well, you know, like if you're addicted to something, then you're just gonna always sin and it's like a free you pass. Know, yeah, yeah, you're just gonna continue to sin because we're imperfect human illness, beings, yeah. and you know, one day we'll see Jesus. Like, no, like that's why the whole that's why Romans twelve through sixteen exists. This is how you live as mm-hmm. a Christian, and I don't care what you you're battling. Like the Holy Spirit gives you the power and the authority to act on that and to defeat it. Yeah. And in Jesus name, live, live free. Like whoever the son says free is free indeed. So you got to get to a point to understand like, no, this is not how God is calling me and wants me to live. And I can defeat this and day by day, you know, take, take ground, take, take power, take authority over it. And you don't have to live that way. Will, will, will you, will you struggle with it? Yeah. But with sanctification year in weekend, you know, month out, like you should be sending less. As right, a Christian. Right. So then here's a question for you guys. And I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's on topic. So that's why I'm going with it. So let's say there's somebody in our church that does struggle with alcohol and is absolutely addicted to it. What what, what would you guys suggest that their step should be to try to get out from from uh, from underneath that? Yeah, that was one of the questions we have on there. Is like, yeah, oh, when good, it's, look at, yeah. I'm beating, I'm when, doing when job. it's like, yeah, like, because I think the, the problem is like, we're, we're like, we're just, we don't need it to have fun. Like I can have fun with some energy drinks and some, <laughs> some, some coffee. Like I'll have a great time without having Hunter's alcohol. addicted to Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft. But like, it's like, yeah, it's but like addiction. when people do let it into their life and then it does overtake Take them, over. what do you do? Like, mm-hmm. cause it's like, then they're crossing into where scripture is clearly saying like, you're, you've been beat. <laughs> it's taken over your life. It's that like we, one verse I wanted to mention really quick that you mentioned was Proverbs 20 verse one, which is wine is a mocker and beer is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. So it's like, what does happen when a person gets led astray by that? Like, what do you say to somebody like that? Cause I'm, yeah. I'm convinced there's people that are going to listen to this, that they're there, like they've been beat and now they're trying to figure out what to do next. So what would you guys say? They need to, there's, um, um, celebrate recovery. Some churches do. Uh, there's different groups that do get, I mean, AA, of course. Um, so faith-based ones, you know, I definitely encourage more, but you just got to get up to a spot where you admit it. You got to get to a spot where you're like, man, I've been beat by this thing. This thing mastered me and I cannot do this on my own. It's like you trust in the Lord and the Lord can get you through. And sometimes the Lord brings you through some stuff on your own, but sometimes you need brothers and sisters in Christ coming alongside of you. Yeah. You know, so admitting it is... The key, honestly, the very first thing you got to do, and a lot of people have never quite gotten there, like, oh, I, I do struggle with this. I, you know, because what, what happens so often when we give in to, to sin is, or, you know, something that could master us is that we constantly keep saying, oh, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can beat this. I can beat this. Yeah. And then we do it again. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I think that requires people to look in the mirror and it's very hard for people yeah. to look in the mirror. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's easier. It's easy for me to say, well, Jeremy, you're doing that wrong. Jeremy, you're doing this right. wrong. But it's even harder for me to go, well, Ryan, you're doing this wrong. No one wants to yeah. say, man, I think I might be an alcoholic. Bingo. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to admit that. No, I, I I enjoy some alcohol, right? Like, yeah, I'm an alcoholic. That's totally different. I mean, that's. Yeah. yeah. My, yeah my, my roommate that introduced me to my wife uh, 13 years ago now. Uh, was an alcoholic and uh, we end up, you know, I had to get him to move out because he was also addicted to drugs. And uh, of course I got married. He stayed in the city for a while. He ended up moving to New York and I'm just like, man, like I've tried to get this guy help. He's been to rehab twice. I've tried to bring him to church. I've tried cutting him off. <laughs> I've tried, yeah. I've tried everything. And I was like, man, he's going to New York city. Yes. Like this yeah. is not going to be good. And, and like two, three, four years ago, what do we see on Facebook? Rest in peace, Aaron. R.I.P. Aaron. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. I mean, we knew that was coming because if you don't get help, like yeah. that's where in the Bible, like you could see it. Like you could see. I, I knew it. So the writing's on the wall. But like you said, until you figure that out, yeah. like sin, like the wages of sin is death. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, like the lake what, of fire, but also physical death. You know, I, yeah. I what was this? It was like 
about a year and a half ago, you know, or maybe two years ago, I, I had a stepbrother who passed away from from an overdose, and it's like you always look back and you say, well, as, as a family member, right? You always look yeah. back and, and you say, okay, well, what did I a well, is there something I did that maybe encouraged it? You know, like okay, well, if alcohol was around, was I drinking around them? Now he wasn't; it wasn't alcohol, but still, that's a substance of some sort. Yeah. And then B was like, did I not encourage enough? And, and you see, eating some family members away, where it's like, did I not encourage enough for them to, for him to get help? Right. You right. Know? So right. that's what I would say is if, if you have a family member that you know is struggling with that, encourage them to get help. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's an awkward conversation, but it's a it, you know, what? and it's the worst conversation to have because right. they have, most for for the most part. Um, it's hard to admit and because people don't believe they have a problem at times. Yeah. Um, you know, she's going to hate that I says, but my sister was struggling with a lot like that, but she came to the realization on her own. Like we didn't even know she had any sort of substance abuse issue. And like she, she hit it very well, like very functioning, but she came to the realization on her own. And I mean, three years later, four years later, it's like, She's now a counselor and, and all wow. that. But, but it's like, wow. but it's like you have to be willing to go there and say like, hey, you're struggling with this. What can I do to help you get help? You know, yeah. like you really well, got to encourage. And uh, like AA, I mean, they always say, I mean, like they keep encouraging those that have gone through the program to keep coming. And they still say through the entire time, I'm so-and-so, I'm an alcoholic. You know, it's like the idea that just in the, your mind, like, man, I'm still, I'm still Working through this. Working yeah. through this, even though I've been sober for 20 years, but you know what? I could fall off that wagon any moment. Every day is a new day. And it's like, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I've, I, you know, my, my sister's been rehab. She's been in a lot of things, and it's really, you know, she'll be the first one to say it's a struggle every single day. Right. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's. But it's, see, that's where I get in my head. Like, this is what you're playing with something that can pull you in and just suck you in like that. Yep. So it's like, why, that's the why don't more people, why don't more people mm -hmm. tell their kids just stay away from this stuff? I don't want you to go to college and get, you know, stone drunk every other weekend and who knows we're going to yeah, sleep. But that what day I will tell you is anybody who's listening to this podcast that has a family member struggling with that, you know, you, the first thing they need is a support system. Yeah. And if you are not offering, cause for the most part, they're not going to come in. Yeah. They're, they're, it's very like unlikely that they're going to come to you asking for it. You have to give it to them. Yeah. You know, and that whole go, go, goes down to the whole thing. Like we've been talking about this whole time. We're like, if you know somebody struggling with alcohol, don't drink around them. Right. Yeah. If you know somebody Amen. struggling with like marijuana or something, don't smoke, eat, don't even smoke a cigarette around them. Like Amen. just don't do it. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and I've been in, part of certain families, you know, been at other people's families events. We, we never really had it at family events, Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah. barbecues, even 4th of July, things like that. But I'll go to other fa family events with friends and things like that. And like, there was like 16 year olds, like having a glass of wine. I'm like, like that, that's not even legal. Yeah, this isn't that right. And, and, it's, yeah. and it's not, and they shouldn't be doing that. But to them, it's like, this Fair. is like, this is part of family tradition. And like, they're almost like inoculating them to like, when yeah. they get to college, then they're, they're not going to fall off the wagon. Like, oh, that first, like, so it's just like, it's always been part of what we did at these events. And so right. like, it's not a big deal when they go off to college and things like that. And I was like, it's like, oh, I'm like, but like the, the rule follower in me is, just like they're 16 and yeah. they can't do this yet but it's like they're not driving they're with their parents they're in the confines of their family and i'm like my like, god i guess this is better than them friday night after school doing the same thing and getting wasted so yeah, yeah. so here, here, here's a crazy question for you guys this is absolutely crazy brian's taking over i like yeah. it uh, I'm, I'm a better host than him hey, so. what the heck here's a crazy question okay so let's say you guys get a call it's like two two o'clock in the morning and it's your daughters or your son and they're like i'm hammered can you come pick me up or like, yeah, go get him or, 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 or like that. What, what, what would your reaction be? Mm. I think, I think for me, since I'm a new father and you guys can answer is I love my kid no matter what he does. Like he can kill somebody, which is really extreme and I'm still going to love him. Like that's why when you see like murder trials, like the parents are still there. Your son has a temper, man. Oh, he's, he's a, dude, he, dude, that guy likes snacks. But yeah, I would, go, I, I would, uh, uh -oh. Snack, snack, snacks I would go get him. I could get him. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get him in the car and start yelling at him and tell him he's wrong. I would just try to love him and wait till he's sobered up and then talk yeah, to him. In, in the Bible, there is an unforgivable sin, but I don't think that it can necessarily be committed any, anymore. Right. Yeah. Like blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, seeing the works of Jesus and, and committing that to the devil to right. Satan. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think that that can be committed anymore. So yeah, whether it's murder or, you know, 
theft or adultery, whatever it is, like God still loves us. See, so like, yeah, if I get that call, it's like, man, thank you. You know, like I'd rather you what other come than call me, me than yeah. somebody else. Exactly. My, my, whatever. My whole rule when I was growing up and then, um, you know, the same thing I have in mindset with Finn was like, if I get a call that he from him that he needs to be picked up one, I'd rather him be responsible enough to call me and me pick him up as I'm driving home. Yeah. The second thing is like the rule for me was always if, if this were to ever happen, we won't talk about it that night, but the next day we'll talk about it. So, yeah. so it's like Hunter was saying, like, yeah, you're not going to get in the car and get absolutely you know, lit, lit, up. lit up. Yeah. You know, but the next day we're going to have a conversation about what happened. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I. Yeah, my kids are in trouble, man. I'm. Yeah, yeah let's get them, get them safe, and then yeah, and then figure, figure it out. out. Later. Yeah. I mean, it is it is kind of weird that um like 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 twenty ones that number because like I don't feel like I was an adult till I was like thirty three. <laughs> like, yeah. I still don't feel like yeah, twenty one. Like that don't make yeah. you know. Don't eighteen. You know, don't make you. Yeah, yeah it's it is kind of weird. Like yeah, like oh, you turn this number, and everyone across the board is allowed to do yeah. this. Like eh. Yeah, it's yeah like, like you said, probably, you know, it needs to be based on discernment, wisdom, responsibility, all these yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's hard because like, you know, I'm like, a, I'm the youngest of all of us here. You guys are a bunch of old dudes. And he's still more mature but, uh, than I am. His birthday's but, coming up yeah, this week. Come but on. like, I'm in like, I'm on the outside of young adult culture, but I see it in young adult culture, 20, like when you're right out of college, it's like, it's like, it, you can't. You can't go to something without it being there. Like, right. and there's even churches, which we'll get to this in a second, that they are okay with it being at their events. And it's like, it's such really? a hard, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's just a such a hard, churches. it's such a hard thing. Like for me, like my conviction, right, is like I'm good. Like I'm good. I I know what it would do to me. So it's like, I like I'm good. So it's like it's kind of tough. Like, age aside, is like for people that are in certain community groups, like it's hard to be discerning on your own and still have community with other people because it's like we'll, we'll get into it i guess we can get into that now if you guys want see um, like i think there's a difference between like it's like hard friends that like church friends that you get together on your own and maybe it's there and the difference between like a church sponsored event you know what i mean like if it's a church sponsored event it should, definitely should not be there like, yeah so i, I, I guess, can't believe like they do that like you were no yeah no there's a lot of churches that just you know they do they look in scripture and say oh it doesn't condemn alcohol so we can have it at small groups we can have it at events or super bowl parties oh, or whatever and, and yeah and we obviously at neo you know when i started we talked it through and we were just like let's just make a hard rule on it that you know there's no alcohol here at any event anything we do it's church sponsored you know let's just you know, make it real simple because it is, it's like, you know, you do an event, you know, women's event, a men's event, and let's say we have alcohol at it. Maybe it's just like, you know, something simple, but you, you causing you, a lot you have of people no, harm. You I have think. no idea and who that, just got off, got on the wagon. Yeah. yeah. Because, because, Oh, like I, I love this church. I love these people. I'm new here. This is something I've kind of struggled with or even thought, you know, thought twice about, but, but they're affirming and they're accepting and like, like, so it must be all right. And then you're causing right. a lot of people down right. that slippery slope, per, perhaps that have struggled with it before. Um, we do cause not. The, the, the people that, 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 that don't struggle, you know, like they, 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 they like they don't need it at those events anyway. I'll be honest with you having a lot of family members that have struggled with addiction stuff and like really struggle with stuff like that. I see other family members that will still drink around them or still stuff around them, and I'm sitting here like, I just don't know how. Yeah, like, you can do that because you are to totally me. condoning. Yeah, even if it's not alcohol and they're struggling with something else, like just the fact that there is some sort of con not control but some substance there. Yeah, like you you just can't do it. You just can't, and and like you can't even. You know, my sister will be the first one to say like you can't even have an ounce of temptation there. Because it is a fight every day. Yeah. Mm. It's a demon, man. I'm telling you. Absolutely. Follows you around. Um, <laughs> yeah. You. So I guess, yeah, people, I guess people that have been coming, I think that's, it's like a, for Neo, it's not that like what we've been talking about for the last 45 minutes is like, we see in scripture that it doesn't condemn drinking alcohol, but we also at our church and our, our location and events that we sponsor and our, our names on it. We're gonna leave it out just for those people that might ca it might cause those people to stumble. That's pretty much the gist of mm -hmm. why we have come to the, re the reasoning behind our situation. Yeah, it's, it's 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 back in Romans 15. It says, "We verse one, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, 
but that is, as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. So I'm willing to take the bullet, <laughs> not having alcohol, if it helps yeah. support you yeah, and right your so- sobriety. Yeah. yeah, I think the point you made too. Like but then, if you need to be having it, I hate to say it. If you sit there and you're like, "Well, they're around. I know they struggle, but I need to have it." Like then now you have a problem. You need to be. That's th- that's yeah. what I just read. Yeah, yeah. you're not. Yeah, follow- you're, you're not following exactly. Scripture then. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. I think it's pretty. Uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't know why it's. I, I think actually I've heard it a lot. People like coming to Neo because we talk about hard stuff <laughs> that people don't like to talk about for some reason. But um, yeah, I think going forward with the podcast, hopefully we can address other yeah somewhat sensitive oh, con- con- conversations and hot topics. But uh, I've, got, I've got some on my mind. <laughs> I know, man. You always bring stuff up. Yeah, man. They, and they always work out. Just <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that was a we're at a good time. You guys got anything to lighten it up? We've just been all serious for the last forty-five minutes. <laughs> Anything to lighten up the mood? Mm. I know we have something. Ryan's about to be a Super Bowl winning Pee Wee coach again. (laughs) Hey, hey, we won the championship last year, and we're going to try to repeat it. Do you guys get rings or no rings? Uh, you get a, ma- a dude. A the trophy is bigger than Finn. Like, this thing is massive. Let's ask Martin if he's surviving in the house with all ladies. Yeah, oh, how's that been? Yeah, I forgot to mention at the beginning. Martin's on the pod. He's the one that's been talking to. Yes, it's rough. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. Three you girls. Need, you need a, you need a guy. There. Are you gonna adopt the boy next? Um, I'm not adopting should. anything next. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. Get, get through the day. He needs, he, needs a boy, he needs a boy dog. That's what you need. There you go. Just get a dog. And so what, like pray for me. What's your life going to be like in 10 years? They're all going to well, be you're, Hey, you're the one. To, dude, give him the advice. You're the one there. <laughs> yeah, 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 one. This yeah. guy's like, what's it like? He's got three. But I don't know, man. You're like really outnumbered. So, you know, I... We always yeah. had like a girl dog and a girl gerbil, and it's like everything in our house was girls as well. But <laughs> that's why you're so feminine. <laughs> Just kidding. No, that's funny. Um, yeah, man. How's that been though? Yeah, we have it. We we want to get Martin on one time to talk through this their whole uh, adoption process and stuff. But how's it been with the the girls, man? It's been yeah, good. Yeah, there there's a lot of areas in my life where God has like seeing me through a lot of areas and now he's working on parenting because it's rough yeah <laughs> it's rough yeah man yeah. That's, yeah we should uh hey yeah. a switch works really well <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> nintendo we need a parent <laughs> say, hey go to the tree grab one bring it back oh that kind of <laughs> switch. Different switch. <laughs> it's yeah, a nintendo switch <laughs> <laughs> we already tried that no that was a joke by the way yeah there there's there's churches that have groups for parents where they can just go and like breathe and like calm down i think we should maybe have one of those hey, at some point or if you're in the <laughs> breathe, just call me give the kids a, a babysitter a lot of parents just sit <laughs> in the other room and breathe for just, a second just calm down so well cool um yeah i think thank you guys for uh coming on and chatting about what the word says and our convictions uh i think it's worth mentioning if you struggle with alcohol and you need somebody to reach out to like the church is a great place yeah um, I know that sounds so corny. I always tell kids stuff like that at Encounter. And, like, if you're dealing with this, like, just talk to us. But, like, for real, like, if it's something that you need help with because oh, we absolutely. do know a lot of good resources and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Any last words? I think we covered it. No, cool. good job. Banana. 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 <laughs> All right. Yeah, see you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace. <laughs>